Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. We are the one, two, three, sore losers! What up, everybody? I am Lunchbox. I know the most about sports, so I give you the sports facts, my sports opinions, because I'm pretty much a sports genius. And look, I know what you're thinking. Like, wait, where's the music? Where's Eddie and Ray? Here's the problem. This week is a very busy week. We have the iHeart Country Music Festival in Austin. I've been in Austin since Tuesday night. Eddie is traveling to Austin right now. He's on an airplane. And Ray is back in Nashville. And he had to go and do some work and do something for his girlfriend. So I'm in the studio by myself in Austin. I'm going to do it by myself just because I want to give you a podcast. Because I do feel bad when we don't get it up. And listen, sometimes we just can't get it up. And those guys, they stepped up yesterday when I had to go to a meeting, and they did the podcast with Christina, or a.k.a. New Girl. And then today, look, they got to travel, they got this, so I am here to do it. I don't have access to the music or anything like that, so it's just me talking to you. And we usually play Would You Rather. And I thought, oh, should I do a Would You Rather? But then it's awkward asking myself the Would You Rather. Like, Lunchbox, would you rather do this or that? And then answering it by myself. So I'm not even going to do would you rather today. I'm going to say, would you rather have just me or would you rather have the whole show together? And I know the answer. It's the whole show. So let's get started. Let's talk sports, guys. Let's talk sports. I loved, I loved what I saw from the 76ers last night. They took it to the Raptors. What should I say? They took it to Kawhi Leonard and a bunch of other guys. Because what the 76ers did last night, that I think, that last night was what we expected from them when they traded for Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris. That's what I thought, oh, the 76ers are going to dominate the rest of the way. And I don't know if something just clicked recently in the past couple of games or if that's just a anomaly. We're not going to see that again. But that is the 76ers I thought could dominate the Eastern Conference and go to the NBA Finals. They ran the pick and roll well. Tobias Harris was scoring. Jimmy Butler looked good. Embiid, Simmons. 
they looked like a NBA Finals team. They didn't look like, oh, I'm going to struggle through the playoffs like they were. That is the team we thought we were getting when they made all those trades midseason. Then let's look at the Raptors. Boy, it is. If you're Toronto, you have to wonder if you are going to be, if this is it. Because when Kawhi Leonard walked into that press conference, the post-game press conference yesterday, last night I guess you would call it, he looked defeated. He looked beat down. He looked like he had been let down by his teammates. He looked like, man, do I have to do this all by myself? Because Kawhi Leonard is playing amazing. He is playing great. And everybody else is playing terrible on the Raptors. Kyle Lowry, I, I just I'm starting to think that he is a regular season player. It seems like in the playoffs, Kyle Lowry doesn't ah, the pressure maybe gets to him. I, I don't know. The defenses play a little bit harder, so Kyle Lowry can't isn't as effective. I, I don't know what it is. But the way Kawhi Leonard walked into that press conference last night, it said to me, I am leaving Toronto after this year because I don't want to be the one that has to do everything. I need some kind of help. It was so bad from Kyle Lowry. He's supposed to be an all-star. He's supposed to step up in big game situations. And boy, he let Kawhi do it all. Even though Kawhi, that's what you wanted. You wanted out of San Antonio. And I I was mad about that as a Spurs fan. But if he leaves Toronto, then I knew there was nothing the Spurs could do. He was going to LA or wherever, no matter what, and we couldn't do anything about it. So I have to be very happy because we the trade to get DeRozan and Podal, whatever the heck his name is, it's actually a pretty good trade for the Spurs because the Spurs also get Toronto's number one draft pick this year. And here's the crazy thing. I did not know this. I was looking it up last night just doing some little Google when I was watching the game because I see Danny Green hitting shots in the first quarter. That's what Danny Green has done the past three years. Then when the fourth quarter comes, like you saw in game two, brick, 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 brick. Even though I really like Danny Green, it was time for him to go out of San Antonio. But Jakob Pertl or Podol, whatever his name is, that came in the DeMar DeRozan trade, I did not realize he was the number nine overall draft pick a couple years back. Number nine. So not only did we get the Raptors' first round draft pick this year, we got the number nine drafted player a few years back. And he's only 23 years old. What a steal for the Spurs. But enough of that. The 76ers, I, I mean, I, I'm a fi- I guess maybe I'm a very fickle NBA because I'm like one game they look great, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're amazing. They're going to the NBA Finals. And then the next game I think, oh, they're done, blah, 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 because a couple days ago I announced the Milwaukee Bucks as done. I was like, they are, it's over after game one because the Celtics looked so good. But then the Bucs came back and just absolutely dominated the Celtics. That was the Bucs team you saw all year. So now I'm back on the, oh, the Bucs can, you know, they're going to beat the Celtics. I'm back on that train. We'll find out tonight. But I want to really talk about uh, what you're seeing or not seeing, James Harden. I mean, this guy, yes, he got poked in the eyes. His eyes are a little bit red. But 
he is coming up with every excuse in the book of why he is struggling. First, it's the refs don't call fouls. Oh, I'm getting fouled. I'm getting fouled. I wish it was an even game. Can we play an even game? And now it's, oh, I got poked in the eyes. I got poked in the eyes. I can barely see. Well, you weren't shooting very good anyway, so maybe the poke at the eyes would make you see the hoop a little bit better. I don't know. But he goes to a doctor. There's no damage to his cornea. So he should be okay. He should be all right. But everyone wants to make a big deal out of it. It happens. People get poked in the eye. Do you ever watch the UFC? Anybody? Do you watch the UFC? Those fighters get poked in the eye a lot. A lot. And sometimes the 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 ref doesn't see it. And they have to just keep fighting. And this is when punches are being thrown at you, kicks are being thrown at you, and you're supposed to dodge it. Harden, you're just shooting a basketball at the hoop. Come on. I, I mean, I know it's difficult. Don't I'm I'm not downplaying how hard it is with these superior athletes coming at you, thing like things like that. But I think he's making a bigger deal out of it than, you know, it really is. I, I'm just saying. I, I maybe maybe it's my bias towards not liking James Harden, but I really do think that the eyes are just an excuse. And I think the Rockets being down 0-2, I don't think there's much hope for the Rockets. Going into the series, I thought the Rockets could beat the Warriors. I thought the Rockets were playing so well. I just don't see them winning four out of the next five against the Warriors. You're down 0-2 to the Warriors. If you go home 1-1, I think, okay, there's a shot. But down 0-2, I don't think you beat the Warriors four games out of five. I, I just I don't see that happening. Um, and then the Bucks and the Celtics, I don't really know what to think of that series because I announced the Bucks dead like a week ago, and then the Celtics look dead the next game. So I don't really have a feel for that. I, I don't really know if it's Giannis or if it's going to be the array of weapons that the Celtics have. I don't know if Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum, Kyrie Irving, Al Horford. I don't know if that's the way it's going to go. I I, I, I can't tell. I, I, I think the Bucks are Giannis and a bunch of okay players, but they are the number one seed for a reason. They won the most games, so they have weapons, but I just don't think they're as dangerous as the Celtics. If So I, I don't know what to tell you. But James Harden, quit crying, get out there and – Oh, uh, yeah, he's going to play. Of course he's going to play because if he sat out, I mean, he played the last game, so why wouldn't he play game three? Okay. And now I want to talk about someone tweeted us a video of this guy at the Dodgers game going for a foul ball. First he drops his fries, and then another ball comes at him, and he drops his pizza going for the foul ball at a Major League Baseball game. And my thought about that is, that is awesome. That is all pure instincts when the foul ball is coming towards you. My life goal, or one of my life dreams, like one of the things I always have wanted to do is catch a foul ball in a Major League Baseball game. I don't know why that means so much to me, but when you watch the games or you go to the games and the foul ball goes somewhere and someone catches it, do you see the absolutely pure excitement on their face? I know, it's just a dumb baseball. You could go buy one. 
But the whole catching a foul ball or catching a home run ball, I don't know what it is, but inside of me it's like, oh my gosh, I want that feeling so bad. So this guy that dumped his pizza and his fries going for the ball, I have absolutely no problems with that. I love it. I love when people go all out for it. Now, do you need to dive over rows of seats? Probably not. Probably a little too much. If it comes in your area and you're just reaching for it, I get it. But diving for it, that may be a little much, but I do want that feeling. Like there was one time I was at the Chicago Cubs. I was at Wrigley Field, and we were there for pregame warm-ups, and they're doing, you know, whatever. And as they're walking off the field, the guy throws one up to the catcher. But he makes it, he throws it up badly, and it goes over the backstop. And there is a guy down there, and he dives. And this is just not even a foul ball. It's just a coach throwing it up to the catcher. He dives over two rows of seats trying to catch this ball. Okay? And let me just tell you, he did not get up. He dove, and I watched, and he laid there. And he laid there. And here comes the medical staff. And here comes the stretcher. The dude left on a stretcher trying to catch a ball the coach was throwing to the catcher and made a bad throw over the backstop. Now you tell me, I don't think that is worth it. And that's not the same feeling as a foul ball in my opinion. I think he went a little overboard. Another example, I was on a baseball road trip uh, summer of after my senior year of high school, so the summer of 1999. We went to we were in St. Louis and we were there to watch the Cardinals versus the Giants. It was my buddy Forrest, his dad, his brother Robin, No Teeth Keith, and me. And I'm down there trying to get autographs, trying to get bats or anything I can during batting practice. And Forrest decides he's going to go out to the outfield and catch home run balls or try to get home run batting practice balls. And there was a guy on the Giants at the time. I had never heard of him, never seen him. His name was Desi Wilson. He was left-handed. He looked like Barry Bonds. He stood like Barry Bonds. And so he was taking batting practice. And Barry Bonds had taken some hits, you know, some cuts. He was boom, boom. Then you switch out, Desi Wilson gets in there. And Desi Wilson crushes one over the outfield wall. And I look up, and Forrest has his baseball glove with him, yes. I look up, and I see Forrest diving. He dives, and he makes an incredible catch in the outfield bleachers at Bush Stadium. And, I mean, I see him get up, and he runs from the outfield all the way around the third base, the third base dugout where I'm at. And he's like, oh, my God. I caught a Barry Bonds practice or batting practice home run ball. I caught a Barry Bonds ball. And I looked at Forrest and I said, Forrest, I hate to tell you that was Desi Wilson. No, it wasn't. It was Barry Bonds. I said, Forrest, you were in the outfield. I don't think you could see who it was. But I was standing right here, and I watched Desi Wilson, and I watched you dive, and I watched you catch it, 
and I watched you run all the way from the outfield over here to brag about your Desi Wilson ball. And to come to find out, Forrest not only dove, but there was a lady sitting out there, and she had a beer, a full beer. And when Forrest dove, he kind of landed on her and spilled the entire beer on the lady. And did he apologize? Oh, he apologized. But he got up and ran because he spilled beer all over the lady, and he thought he caught a Barry Bonds home run ball in batting practice. So, yes, I have no problem with this guy spilling his pizza and his fries going for a foul ball because it's one of those unwritten joys in life to get a foul ball at a Major League Baseball game. I don't know what it is. I will never be able to explain it. I don't know if it will ever happen to me. But I go to Major League Baseball games, and I love baseball, but I also love the thrill of maybe catching a foul ball. So people making fun of this guy, I can't make fun of him because I, might, I would probably do the same thing because I want a foul ball so freaking bad, and I don't get why. I, I just I have no idea why. I can't explain it, but I'm happy to announce that guy did get one ball. So he wasted a pizza. He wasted fries, but he has a video for the rest of his life. He can show his friends and family, and he has the ball. He has something I think a lot of us crave, a foul ball from a Major League Baseball game. So, bravo to that guy. Bravo to that guy. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Also, I don't know if you guys have been following along this whole basketball, NCAA basketball scandal, the trial that's going on, these Adidas schools that are in trouble, Kansas being one of them. But boy, oh boy, there is a lot of smoke around the Arizona program. Oh my, like, there are now reports that Sean Miller was paying DeAndre Ayton $10,000 a month to play at the University of Arizona. Now listen, I think all of college basketball is dirty. I think everybody's doing it. I think 
all schools, all companies, Adidas, Nike. I mean, players are getting money somehow, whether it be under the table, random guy on the street, a booster, someone that works for the shoe company, hiring their parents, giving them consulting fees, whatever it may be, it's happening. So I'm not going to single out Arizona here and say, but if you are the University of Arizona, there is so much around your coach. I I understand sticking with him because he is a good coach. And I guess you're in it now, so you're just going to say, you know, ride or die. You're going to ride or die with him. But maybe I, I, I would have to fire him because there is so much smoke. And if you want to – and the NCAA is so irrational, they'll suspend you for 10 years – but they won't do anything to other schools because you're not a blue blood. It's a whole weird situation. But I do think everybody's doing it. But these trials are so crazy. But $10,000 a month to play at the University of Arizona. That is so incredible to me. That I mean, the coach, I mean, he does make enough money. And I guess that's okay. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I guess I would say you should fire him, but I also believe, man, everybody's doing it, so what's really the big deal? They had to figure out a better system. The college basketball system is obviously broken. There's something you know, wrong. I don't know how you fix it, but it's there's something wrong. Um, what else are we supposed to talk about? What am I got? Let me look at let me look at look at me look at my sheet. I can usually do this when Ray or Eddie is talking, but they're not here. You know, I, I'm I'm doing this today solo. Um, let's see. Yeah, I don't know much else. What else was? Oh, the Kentucky Derby. Kentucky Derby. I um. I guess I should be excited about the Kentucky Derby, but can I just be honest? I don't give a crap about the Kentucky Derby. I really don't. I mean, I understand it's just a big party where a bunch of rich folks go and they wear their big hats and they get all dressed up and you can bet on it, which is cool. But, I mean, they have it all day long. They cover it all day long. And then it's like a real quick race. Like, I mean, it takes till 5 o'clock in the afternoon, but – they sit there and they hype it up all day long. And I mean all day long. Am I a big horse racing fan? No, I just like to bet on it when I'm at a track or I'm at the casino and you can do that. But do I watch it? Like, am I going to sit down in front of my TV on Saturday and be like, oh, the Kentucky Derby, I got to watch this. No, I'm really not. I'm not going to really watch it. It's cool. Yay, congratulations to whoever wins. I know the favorite is out because it collapsed with some breathing problems. So it's a wide open race, and I don't even know that I can't even name one horse in the race. So yeah, if you want to watch it, watch it. But I really watch it to look at the goofy hats. Like, why did that become a thing? Why did everyone start wearing hats? Like, what what does that signify? Like, why does that associated with the Kentucky Derby? And well, what when did that become a thing? Why do can we can we go away from the hats? Because the women look crazy in those. Some of those hats look stupid. And how do you see around that hat? Does that hat not block your vision? And just think if you're sitting behind lady with the biggest hat in the venue. You can't even see the dang horse. You pay however much to get into the Kentucky Derby, and all you see is hat. So, oh, hey, Jim, 
You know, I know you went to the Kentucky Derby Saturday. Tell me all about it. Well, I sat in the third row, but all I saw was this yellow hat in front of me. I don't even know if the horses ran the race because yellow hat was taking up all of my vision. If I leaned to my left, yellow hat. I leaned to my right, yellow hat. If I stood up, yellow hat because it was six feet tall. So, yeah, I don't get the hats. Maybe there is something behind the hats. I don't understand the hats. And I would be annoyed if I'm sitting next to someone that has one of those big old hats. It's sort of like going to an NFL game. And you see these people that dress up in Raiders gear or they wear a helmet or they wear a costume. If you're sitting by that person, you would be so annoyed because you can't see around them. Because a normal person, okay, you can figure out a way to see the game if you tilt your body this way or that way. When they're wearing shoulder plaids, helmets, and spikes, and hats, and whatever else, it's harder to see around them, and it's annoying. So, yes, I don't get the hats. The Kentucky Derby is great, I guess, if you want to watch it. It's a big party. I've never been. Would I like to go? I don't know. It doesn't. I mean, I guess they do just get drunk. I, I, I don't know. Looks like a big party, a bunch of rich people drinking mint juleps. Is that what it's called, mint julep? Or julep, julep? I don't have any idea. They, they talk about it. And I don't know what a mint julep is. I've never had one. I'm going to Google it right now to see if that's the right word because I'm going to sound stupid saying mint julep if that's not it. But I don't care. I'm just not even going to Google it. Um, what else? Jimmy Kimmel, live. Uh, Tom Brady was on there. And... Brady explained his willingness to play play for less and not being the most ex- highest-paid quarterback. He said, I think the thing I've always felt for me and my life, winning has been priority. And my wife makes a lot of money, and I'm a little smarter than you think. So what that basically means is – hold on one second. I got a phone call coming in. Yo. Oh, no, I'm at the station, so I'm going to drive there. I'll be there. No. All right, I'll see you in a minute. Bye. Uh, I had to take a phone call. Um, That's my friend Jenny. We're going to lunch. Um, And so I'm supposed to be there in like 10 minutes, but I'm recording this podcast. But, yes, so Tom Brady says, I'm about winning. And, yes, he has the luxury of his wife making a lot of money, but when you're getting paid – $20 $20 million a year, the difference between $20 million and $30 million, yes, it's a lot, and it adds up over time, but winning is so important, and I, that's why I love Tom Brady, because he's about winning. He's not about being the highest-paid player in the league. He's not about being the um, most making the most money in the history of the NFL for a quarterback. No, he's about winning the most titles and giving the team flexibility to sign players and keep players that they need to keep winning Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl. All these other quarterbacks, I mean, Matthew Stafford has won nothing, and he makes almost $30 million a year. I mean, really? Is Matthew Stafford worth that much money? And that's where I'm worried about the – all you Cowboys fans, I'm worried, and I'm very worried you are going to sign Dak Prescott for $30 million a year. And if you do that, just know it's going to set the Cowboys back 10 years. It is going to be a very, very bad football decision and very bad financial decision because Dak Prescott is not worth $30 million a year. 
So you better be hoping and praying that the Cowboys don't fall into that trap and just be like, man, we got to have them. We got to have them. It's better to be bad for one year than sign him for five and be set back 10 years. Just telling you, look at Tom Brady. Go get a Tom Brady that doesn't care about being the most expensive quarterback, the highest paid quarterback in the league. Just don't. All right. Well, I better wrap it up because I got to go to lunch and I don't know what else I'm supposed to talk about. There's probably stuff I had written down that I just forgot, but I wanted to get something there on a Friday. Oh, I want to talk about the Buffalo Bills. That's right. I, I have this pulled up. They are changing their tailgating policy because they want to calm down some of the craziness in the parking lot. They um, are now going to charge $300 for the buses and limos. A 40-person vehicle will run you $500, and $900 is the going rate for 60 people to park in the new area called Tailgate Village. Non-tailgaters with buses or limos will be charged $100 to park. They, they want fan safety because they have all these crazy fans that are jumping off things and crushing tables. And now if you don't have a ticket to the game, you will not be allowed to tailgate in a Buffalo Bills sanctioned lot, I guess is what they're called. I thought that was the whole point of having tailgating. You wanted your fans to be crazy and loud for the game. And is charging, I mean, that's a lot of money to park. $500, $900 to park? But I guess if you divide that by 60 people, it's not that bad. I guess this for me, this is a, quote-unquote, they're trying something, but they really are just saying they're trying something. They don't really care if you're that crazy because they want you to be loud, and when you get in the stadium, yell at Tom Brady and get you know They want a loud, drunk crowd. That's why you open the parking lots five hours before game time. That's why you have tailgating. If you really wanted to curb the drunkenness and the craziness, you would open the parking lot. Two hours before the game, an hour before the game, be like, hey, we're not going to allow tailgating anymore, but that's not what they're doing. They're just going to charge more to park there because they're going to act like they want to take a stand on it. But, yeah. All right, everybody, have a great weekend. Enjoy the Kentucky Derby. Uh, Hockey, it's been pretty interesting. Oh, I love – I keep saying I'm going to go, and then I I remember things. I love when two teams playing troll each other on Twitter – because the Carolina Panthers, or Carolina, not Carolina Panthers, Carolina Hurricanes have a chance to sweep the Islander, the New York Islanders tonight. And the other night, New York scores a goal, and they put the video up on their Twitter, and they said, tag, you're it. And, of course, Carolina goes on to win the game, and they respond, they quote retweet the, uh, I have a hard time saying that, the uh, Islanders, and they say, these guys are out here playing tag, and we're out here playing hockey. And they put a little winky face. And I thought that was so freaking funny because they're about to sweep them. They're up 3-0. They go for game four tonight. And it's just like I love when the teams go back and forth on social media. And maybe I'm the only one, but it's very enjoyable. All right. Uh, and why, why? Can you explain to me why Houston and Golden State don't play again until tomorrow? Like, why do they get 16 days off in between these games? It is so annoying. And Denver-Portland, I wish I could be more into that series. I, I like both those teams. I, I just I, I'm, I can't get excited about it for some reason. I don't know why. They play tonight, too. But I cannot understand. I cannot understand why they have so much time in between. 
And also, Tyreek Hill categorically, categorically denies he has ever punched his son in the chest or anywhere on his body or otherwise touched him in the chest in a mean-spirited manner or as a form of discipline. That is the um, Tyreek Hill's attorney put out a statement. He it's, It goes on longer than that, but he categorically denies ever punching his son. So right now, we are on a bunch of he said, she said, but if the allegations are true, Tyreek Hill is done in the NFL. I, I don't know how we get to the bottom of this. I don't know what's going to come of it, but the Chiefs could be done. It's bigger than the Chiefs. It's bigger than football. It really is when it comes down to it. But the Chiefs, quote-unquote, dynasty could be over before it started. We've been, I've been saying that. And we'll find out how good Patrick Mahomes is without all these weapons. Because when you got Kareem Hunt, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, it makes it a lot easier. Kareem Hunt goes is gone. He's in Cleveland now. If Tyreek Hill's gone, you got Travis Kelsey. It's going to get a little bit dicey. We're going to see if... Patrick Mahomes is the next great one. But I really just hope they get to the bottom of this Tyreek Hill situation. For I really hope it's not true. I hope, and not for the football standpoint, not for the Kansas City Chiefs standpoint, but for the human-to-human standpoint, I really hope he is not punching his son in the chest, punching his son in the arm. I just hope that's not true. That's all I can say. Have a great weekend. For the real, I'm, I'm, I'm signing off. 30 minutes of me blabbing. I'm sorry. I don't know if it was good, bad. I, I I just wanted to talk sports because I wanted you guys to have something to listen on your ride home or when you're on the boat this weekend. And remember, hashtag sore losers shotgun if you're doing those shotguns this weekend. Be safe. Uh, thanks for listening. And we out. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.